0: Welcome to City of God, a podcast of the Center for Public Theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Dr. Owen Strand, and I'll be your host. Join us each week as we engage the city of man with the biblical wisdom of the city of God. Welcome to City of God. Today on the podcast, we're discussing God-centeredness in our current chaos. We're all feeling this right now. We're all feeling like the waves are breaking over our heads, perhaps on a minute-by-minute basis. And it feels to some of us like it's very hard to stay God-centered. Mike, have you been feeling this way at all recently?
1: Absolutely. Uh, feeling pushed and pulled uh, and tugged in different directions, especially on social media. We're going to talk about social media. Um, but even just in interactions, it, everyone has a different opinion on everything that's going on. and There are a million things going on, more every day, as, as, we, as we've even seen today. Um, and so, yeah, it's so important for us to try and stay uh, God-centered in this chaotic time. And so we've got five ways um, that we're going to talk about staying God-centered in, in destabilized times. And the first one, more prayer and Bible than social media. More prayer and Bible than social media. This is a a difficult one uh, for all of us entrenched in new new media, Um, even as more social media platforms come out each month. um, It's hard to keep up, but we're called to be different as Christians. More prayer and Bible than social media
0: yeah, it's uh, it's not easy for any of us, is it, who are plugged into social media? Social media is gamified, famously. Mm-hmm. People know this now. Uh, the notifications um, are are designed to get you checking it. Um, we've had testimony from some Silicon Valley developers and and talent uh, where where they have said they've literally told us that what they do is more addictive in terms of hooking you by social media. Mm-hmm than smoking is Mm. and many of us will have some knowledge of how addictive smoking is for example or drinking um people literally killing themselves from these things people smoking two packs a day that's a lot of smoking well if uh if social media is more addictive than smoking 40 to 60 cigarettes a day what does that tell us Mm. that tells us that we are not dealing with this little trifle on our phone, a little app image that we hit, firing up on our web browser. This isn't some little minor thing, okay? We've got to stop thinking about social media as this incidental little part of our day. Some people may treat it that way. I'm I'm sure they do. They barely check it. They have a healthy approach to it Mm. in general. A good number of people, especially younger people, uh, especially so-called digital natives, you know, the the teens and 20-somethings who live on their phone they are navigating the wilds of social media and the internet more broadly all the time. Okay, we could say lots about that. Here's what we're trying to say today. That's not healthy. Mm -hmm. That's not good. It's not good in an explosive divided time like ours, but it's also not good in general. So what what is the antidote? What is the solution? More prayer and more Bible than social media consumption. Now, we're not trying to give a precise, you know, sort of algorithm here. <laughs> uh, I'm not for myself either. And yet, I think if we would fix in our minds this kind of framing, it would help us. I need to be regular in the Word of God on a daily basis, as much as I possibly can, and I need to be praying without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. I need to not just be praying, you know, 10 minutes every five days mm-hmm. here and there. Um Prayer takes lots of different forms. It can be a 30-minute set-aside time when you're on a walk or something like this or in the quiet of your home. It can be sentence prayers. It can be in your car driving to work. There's all kinds of forums for prayer, right? But the point is we want a very active, thriving, strong prayer life. And, And Mike, I think that this is the antidote. I think that this is the antidote to so much of that fear, anxiety, depression, discouragement, rage, vehemence that we feel from social media. Mm -hmm. Again, let me just say it this way. Social media wants you to feel those things. It wants to tempt you. It wants you to be elated over it. It wants you to be consuming one piece of content after another. We have to have a different way of life as Christians. This requires personal intentionality every single day we live, where we are diving into the Word of God, we're staying there in a sustained and focused way, we're not just skimming it for two minutes, Mm -hmm. we're drinking deeply from the Word of God, the water of life, and then we're setting aside time, this is at least what I would commend personally, we're setting aside, Lord willing, uh, each day, uh, certainly several days a week, time to pray for a focused time, and I'm not talking about in either the Bible reading time or the praying time, some of that time being on your phone. Get off your phone. Use an actual physical copy of Scripture, I would say. This mm-hmm. isn't, you know, Second Opinions 27 or something like this, but it's, <laughs> it's what I think is the better part of wisdom, at least for a lot of us who are distracted, recognizing the addictive nature of these technologies. Um, use a physical copy of Scripture if you can, and then get outside if you can. Uh, get into nature or, or, or get at least to a quiet place and feed your soul care for your soul, uh, love God, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you.
1: Absolutely. And it, it's easy to think that social media is is sufficient for us to grow, and we can convince ourselves that it gives us um, growth even and, and encouragement, but that's simply not true experientially. I'm sure we've both experienced that. But in Scripture, God has given us all that pertains to life and godliness, and mm-hmm. um, that leads us into our second point. Um, that that really more prayer and Bible than social media yields fruit, and some of that fruit is uh, from James one. Slow to be slow to speak, slow to anger, and quick to listen. That is countercultural today. Is to be slow to speak, slow to anger, and quick to listen. So unpack how that can bring a sense of God centeredness in a in a destabilized time. The second flows
0: directly from the first. Mm-hmm. The man who is drinking deeply from the Word and who is communing with God. Uh, what a joyful privilege this is for the Christian is then going to be the type of person who is conditioned by wisdom, who is captured by the gospel of grace, and who is seeking to be godly, frankly, in all dimensions of life. It's hard, isn't it, Mike, to go from a time being confronted with your sin in the word of God and then a time confessing your sin to God, thanking God for every good thing He's done, petitioning God for your needs, for the spread of the gospel around the world, for church members for their good, for friends, for gospel concerns in this country, et cetera, and so on. It's time to. It's hard to go from that sort of time into uh, a just sort of. Um, loose-canon sort of mindset. It's not impossible Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) for people like us um, who have the presence of sin. The power of sin is broken for us, Romans 6, 6, but the presence of sin remains. Nonetheless, when you are marinating in the truth of God, it is harder to live that kind of loose-canon sort of life. So the more prayer time we have, the more Bible time we have, The more we are going to find ourselves hesitant to speak in a uh, quick trigger finger kind of way, we're going to be slower to anger. We're not going to be perfect, but we're going to be slower to anger, and we're going to be quicker to listen. Mm. The word of God is going to be chipping away at us. Everything's not going to be solved in a day. As a believer, we all are weak and needy people. Uh, We all falter in many ways, and yet as God, by his grace, is driving us into his word and into real communion with him through prayer, that will have effects in our day-to-day lives. Here's another effect, Mike. We'll just see our sin clearer when we're more in the word, and then we step out from the world of the word, if you will, And we say something we shouldn't, think something we shouldn't, desire something we shouldn't, look at something we shouldn't, which again happens for all of us, that will be starker in its relief. In other words, we'll see it more clearly, uh, and the Spirit will work in us. So we want to be a people who are ruled not by the flesh in some here, but are ruled by the Spirit, and the Spirit's rule looks like wisdom.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're more connected than ever. It's easier to fire off our thoughts, uh, easier than ever. We see more people than any other society ever has. We come into contact with people, whether that's online or in person. And so now, more than ever, Christians need to be slow to speak, to be humbled every day by the Bible. Mm-hmm. Allow God to humble you through confession of sin, through daily repentance and prayer so that you are then slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. That is simply revolutionary today in our quick-paced world, in our hot-take culture. Um, to, to be Christians that are slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen um, will push back the darkness and will really be revolutionary in our culture. Third, savor deep truths. Our Bible is has so much to give us. God has given us so much in his word. Um, and 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 we can now savor, we can think on these things. We can um, believe the things that angels long to look into. I've heard you say that so many times in, in theology class and around the center. Um, what do you mean by that? And how does that help us stay God-centered? God is reigning. Just say that out loud to yourself. If you're listening to this little
0: humble little podcast in a car or you're on a walk, you can frighten the person you're walking near, of course, socially distanced, and say, God is reigning. Um, here we are um, signing up for weird social behavior on City of God. In all seriousness, God is reigning. He, he is ruling. No one knocked him off his throne. Um, guess what? They would if they could, but they can't. So mm. right now, where God captivated people, God is the central fact of our life. God is bigger than the chaos. God is bigger than politics. God is bigger than the tumult. Do not lose sight of God and watch watch out for those who would take your focus away from perhaps many different angles and dimensions, some of them even seemingly religious, spiritual, even Christian. Be very wary of those who would take your focus away from the absolute sovereign rulership of God over the cosmos and over your individual tiny little life right now. Because if you lose sight of that, Mike, you're losing sight of the central truth of all things that God is, God is reigning. We need this truth. This is an abstract for us. We make the mistake sometimes in evangelical circles of thinking that if something is true, it is only abstractly true. Well, I guess it is abstractly true, but it is also personally true. Mm. It is true for us. For the Christian, the fact that God reigns means that we're not reigning. We're not responsible to reign. No one's asking us to reign. We think that we reign. We sometimes think that we can take over rulership and put the world to rights. We can't. God is reigning. Okay. Remembering that truth, honestly, will recenter us in a deeply Christian theological way. Remember also that the gospel is advancing, The gospel doesn't only advance in the circumstances that we would prefer. We would like for the world to be perfectly quiet and stable and pleasant and everybody to just be kind of happy. And we know people aren't Christians, but we we want these very peaceful, pleasant conditions. And, yes, people get convicted of their sin in those conditions and enter the local church. And that's not a bad thing to want. That's a good thing to want. Uh, We pray for that to happen. But here's the deal. The world is not often that way. The world is a wild, rollicking, uh, set-on-fire kind of place. Mm. There are arsonists everywhere who are always trying to set things ablaze, and they succeed. And I mean spiritually even more than physically, though that is true physically. The deal, though, is that our gospel does not fail. The lights do not go out in the good news of Jesus Christ, Christ crucified and Christ resurrected, if there is too much turbulence in the atmosphere. Uh, It's not like you lose your electricity. The gospel doesn't lose power like your house loses electrical power in a storm or something like this. Actually, the gospel is fitted. This is a weird thing to say, but it's true, I believe. The gospel is fitted for the the wilderness. Mm. God is teaching us many things in Scripture one of the truths he is teaching us old and new testament is that he is reigning and he will make disciples and converts in any and all circumstances that happens in the old testament with israel and it happens in the new testament with the apostles they the two groups i've just mentioned are in some of the most adverse conditions possible throughout the old and new testament and yet god makes disciples so let's savor that Let's remember that, even though it feels like everything is on fire, and thus that no one's going to come to Christ, and everything's ruined, and the church's light is eclipsed now, and we've never been in a situation like this in the 21st century, some of those things may even be true. And yet, the gospel advances.
1: And praise God for that. When we're feeling stagnant, when we're feeling, um, when, when we feel like we've sinned our way out of. God's grace and His favor that He calls us to come and reason together to think about what He's done not only in our lives that He's washed our um, sinful lives and we we are now um, we've been washed with the blood of the Lamb Mm -hmm. Um, but that's happening all over the world all throughout time even in the direst of circumstances so savor the deep truths that God reigns nothing can take Him off His throne and the gospel will continue advancing. Next, how to stay God-centered in a destabilized time. Serve your local church over cultural obsession. Serve your local church over cultural obsession, and implicit in this is that you're a part of a local church, and, and that is a huge point here in staying God-centered, so so unpack that. How How does that help us stay God-centered?
0: Yeah, this is similar to what we were talking about with the first point. We just need to remember that we're called to be members of the local church. We find that in different places in the New Testament. One of the clearest would be 1 Corinthians 5, uh, where there's a clear distinction between those outside and inside the church, and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, church members who are offending God in egregious ways are called to be disciplined and thus put outside of the church. And so there's clearly, by implication, those who are inside. That means that, in other words, Christians should be members of local churches. Well, what does that mean? That means that our local church matters. <laughs> that means that we are not, most of us, making our living as pundits. We, are not, uh, we, we do not have the world on a regular basis calling us for comment about the latest uh, cultural uh, matters. It doesn't mean we say nothing about what's going on around us. I don't think that's true necessarily as a Christian. It does mean, though, that I'm seeing it be very easy for many of us. Many of us are tempted to, frankly, make the culture, make our society, make politics, make coronavirus, whatever it is, our obsession. And we just shouldn't. We should not do that. It's not that we have to pretend we don't live here, but it is that, look, if you're a Christian and you're a church member, there's a real place to serve. Now, it's, it's changed some in the last few months. We all know that. Churches are opening back up to various degrees. Some haven't opened back up yet. Okay. But still, what can you as a Christian do to serve your local church? Everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to serve their local church. Mm. Similar to that phrase. Everybody wants to save the world, but nobody wants to do the dishes, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, do the dishes, you know? Yeah. Um, strengthen the body that you're a part of. A few people on planet Earth may be able to actually affect change day by day. About 7.89 billion of us can't. But -hmm. what we can do is strengthen somebody who is wandering from the faith. We can correct somebody who needs a word of gracious rebuke. We can reach out to someone uh, who is low. We can encourage our pastor. We can get the membership guide out or whatever it is, Get load the app, and we can pray for 10 church members, not necessarily even the people we're in a small group with or know the best, but just pray that they would draw near to God and God would draw near to them. We can try to evangelize those on our social media wall or something like this. There's There's lots of different things we can do. We can be creative here, and the point is, we can't, most of us, do much about drastically changing society and culture. We can actually, though, by God's grace, often in, so, in small ways, usually, strengthen our local church. And that's where, that's where I would encourage us to think hard, um, in that area.
1: Amen. Lastly, um, how to stay God-centered in a destabilized time is to rest or to walk, enjoy God's beauty in nature, go to a park. Um, this has been, I'll just be honest, this has been huge for my wife and I as we've hmm. been um, you know, locked down for the last two or three months of, of not having a whole lot of social interaction because of the virus, but to get outside, even in the backyard, and just talk about the trees, talk about the grass, talk about the beauty of a simple backyard, that that God has given us, and He's even revealed Himself in some ways in that nature, um, through uh, through the trees, through the mountains. All of all of these things are are crying out about God's glory, and that can really help us to stay God centered. So unpack that: the idea of rest, the idea of of taking a family walk, of of enjoying nature.
0: Yeah, we need to stop treating ourselves like we are electronic beings. Mm like we're made to live virtually and always be plugged in, surfing the wave of the internet or social media or whatever it is, we're not. We're not. We are multidimensional beings, honestly. God has given us a soul to care for. God has given us a mind that needs to be transformed. God has given us a body that needs to be stewarded. We are not made uh, to be locked in Uh, like a barnacle on the screen of a tablet or an iPhone. We are made to, to savor and drink in the goodness of God in the world that he has made to reflect his glory, to display his beauty. That doesn't only mean being outside, but it does mean being outside, I think, honestly. To the fullest extent, you can get out in nature and here I will be, Exhortative to the point of nearly imprecatory. Don't take a device with you. <laughs> don't check something. Don't have anything buzz you. Don't have anything ping. I, I recognize some people you know want to listen to a podcast, perhaps even this one. <laughs> How funny would that be if I'm actually stifling City of God listenership? Okay. <laughs> Counterproductive. That's okay. We'll 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 live with the we'll roll with the punches here, right. Mike. Yep. It doesn't matter. I, I would say I would say seize at least sometimes. How about I moderate here slightly? At least sometimes per week when you are truly, and this sounds wild, doesn't it? It's scary how wild this sounds. <laughs> you are deviceless. Yeah. Deviceless. It's like the scariest state for modern man to be in. To have no devices on my Where's my phone? Where's my phone? No, it's okay. Go outside. Uh, it's hot here in Kansas City, it's hot here in the Midwest in the summer. It uh, doesn't matter. Go outside. Get some sun on your face. Pray. Sing a song quietly to yourself if you're in a public place. Um, go for a walk. Steward your body. Go for a run. Do some push-ups. Get the blood flowing. Um, go home. Sit on the patio. Uh, sit with looking out your window. Drink some iced coffee. Drink some tea. Look at something beautiful. Read a book. In these and lots of other ways that we could spell mm-hmm. out refresh your soul, care for your soul, get off your devices, get your family off devices. Um, Gather together at night with your spouse, with your kids, with your roommates, or just yourself, and read the Word of God. Pray for a little. It doesn't have to be some six-hour service. It can can just be for a time. Be refreshed. But again, let yourself be a multidimensional, God-made human being not an electronic barnacle on a phone.
1: Absolutely. And, and one practical way to do that is to schedule it. If you, if you have a need that, if you need to tell people that you will be offline for a time schedule that offline time and tell people so they know from two to five on Sunday afternoon, you are going to be off your phone. Your phone is going to be turned off Mm -hmm. And, and, and that will, even free you up, even just saying that, I'm gonna turn my phone off, hey coworker, this is happening, be, be ready, I'm not gonna to respond to emails for this three hour block. And, and the weight will lift off of you, and then go to the park, turn your phone off, go to the park, walk your dog, play with your kids in the park, be around others, talk about the church service from that morning with your with your wife and your kids. Um, discuss the deep things of Scripture as you look at the God who revealed himself through Scripture and nature. As you look at that nature, behold his beauty, um, and it will help you stay God-centered.
0: It will, and and as will this. Uh, here's, here's what I would encourage people to think hard about. Think about um, some form, using careful language here, of a digital fast mm. for some time. We're, we're speaking carefully again. Uh, this summer, so on my count, uh, I'm a fairly plugged-in guy. Uh, we produce a fair bit of content with the Center for Public Theology. We've had a busy year. Uh, I had four books come out this year. Okay, so so fairly busy, right? On the hamster wheel sufficiently. What I'm going to do in July, Mike, is I'm going to take some time. I you know I'll still be reachable in certain forms, but I'm man, I'm stepping away, uh, not shirking my vocational duties. But I am stepping away from essentially unnecessary communication, um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna work very hard to be out in nature, to be in Scripture, to be praying, to be just just I don't know listening to birds sing, and and going on walks with my kids and building Legos and these are things I do anyway. But but I I think it's also good to set aside. Um, a long block, perhaps it's, I don't know, perhaps it's four days for someone out there. Perhaps it's two days. Perhaps it's one day. I don't know. But if if you can stretch it to a few weeks, even a month, here we're not saying necessarily, you know, you don't, you don't answer your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Or you don't do work. But digital engagement you don't have to do, I think would really mm-hmm. help.
1: Absolutely. And, and maybe even make you more productive. In, in the future, as, as Cal Newport has shown in some of his books. Yes. Um, so to sum up, we are called to stay God-centered in all of time. We live a theocentric life. We have a theocentric worldview. And, and some ways that we can do that, first, more prayer and Bible than social media. Watch what you're taking in. Take in God's word. Pray uh, more than you are taking in social media second be slow to speak slow to anger quick to listen third savor deep truths like the fact that god is reigning will always reign has always been reigning and nothing will ever stop his reign and that the gospel is advancing even in terrible circumstances as as bad as it might get in our circumstances the gospel will be advancing both in our own lives to sanctify us in the truth and sinners will be getting saved through the power of the gospel so savor those truths Next, serve your local church. God has called you to a local body. He has set up his ministry on earth in local churches to preach the word, to administer the ordinances, to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs together, to advance the work of the kingdom all around the world. So serve that local church over cultural obsession. We are called to local churches, not to the broader culture. Yes, so uh, lastly then, rest, walk, get out in nature, enjoy it with your family. Take a break from digital communication, from social media, and enjoy what God has given us in the natural realm. Well said. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening to City of God, a podcast at the Center
0: for Public Theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. We're so thankful you stopped by. We encourage you to continue to join the conversation at cpt.mbts.edu, the official website of the center. And we encourage you to follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. Join us in coming days as we continue the conversation on what it means to be the city of God in the city of man.